Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra, your holistic registered nurse. Welcome to this episode. I am so excited to have my guest, no other than James Feeney. Now, let me just remind everyone that we created this podcast of Quantum Nurse out of the rabbit hole from stress to bliss. So I could provide a space for you and for my guests and for all the listeners that we can embrace holistic insights, holistic ways, holistic perspective, so that we don't have to get so stressed out. No matter what's going on in our lives, there's always something there to help us de-stress. Because when you have chronic stress, then what good is that? You will be ill and now you cannot follow the passion in your life. So my special guest for today will give us, will share us for me, He's my best source of uh, humor. He's funny. He's witty. And yeah, everyone who's funny to me, I think they're very intelligent. And he's my co-podcaster, James Finney. Welcome, James. Hello. Thank you for having me today. So, and I'll say a little bit more. And okay. he's just really funny because the, he just wrote few words for his bio. Okay. And I'll read it to you. He's James, you are a 45-year-old who rarely uses copy and paste for every moment, should be different and in the now, like this bio. So that's what he said. <laughs> he said, and you are still undecided in your life's journey. And if it is truly worth it, so you speak to, for, to learn souls and see what data you can find to help your life's choice. So that's a wonderful thing for James to really express himself and admit, because I, I, I do believe that we, it's a continuing process of growth and evolution. And sometimes we're stuck and no matter what age or what, yeah, what age and stage of our life is like, boom, we're stuck. And we don't know what else to do on what to prioritize or focus. So James, but mm. there's one thing that I want James to do. Now from the beginning, okay? Because mm. his intro in his podcast, that tells you who he is, on my opinion. And so I want James to play that intro. Please. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what's going on? Well, whatever. Anyway, hello. I'm Father Finney, and thank you for joining me. Um, what are you doing here? I presume the internet found you, or you found it. Either way, uh, here I am. And welcome to The Best A Man Can Get. Who am I? Well, I'm a bloke, an English male, in my 40s, who um, needs a change, needs to do something positive, needs to do something good, needs to find something to be really proud of, I suppose. Mm. And, um, well, that's why I'm doing this. I live in Shrewsbury, Shropshire. That's in England. Uh, to all you American folk and all others. Um, if your child goes to private school, then I live in Shrewsbury. But if your child doesn't go to private school, it's Shrewsbury. And that's where I live. Now, this is a podcast for the purpose of living one's ambitions, I suppose. All those little thoughts and closet ideas that you've never acted on. Do you just keep sitting on and repressing for year after year after year? 
And every New Year's Eve, you get more and more angry, more and more resentful, more and more. Why don't I just bloody well do it? Mm. Well, See? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so here I go. That's just a little taste of James. Uh, yes. James, I usually want to know when when did you start uh, realizing that you can really see fun things in everything that you do? Like, how did you, or, or did you know that you have that humor in you? And wh how old were you? Oh, um, probably about nine or 10. I was um, aware that I saw things that maybe I shouldn't find funny that others didn't find funny, but I found very funny. Um, often the idea of death I found quite funny which is probably a bit morbid for a 10 or 11 year old kid to be um, finding great humor in. So I think at that point was my time when I was aware that, um, yeah, I might be a little bit different and I might find humor in things that um, could be questionable or should they actually be more acceptable than what they actually are. And so far, how are you using that in your life or all throughout your growth? Um, I don't know about growth, but at the moment, it's sort of kept me in the game. It's kept me alive because without it, I, I don't know what life would be like. I'd probably just attack people, beat them up, rob shops. I'd be doing something that is um, probably negative compared to where I currently am at. So that's the only way I could gauge it. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's how I use it, really, just to keep alive and keep my mental faculties going. Did you have favorite comedians? Oh, um, I don't know whether, how many you would know of, either in America or over in the Philippines. I'm just trying to think who would be common to everyone. Have you ever heard of a guy called Les Dawson? No. No, okay. In the 1980s, he was a big BBC um, a front man for TV shows. But he was very funny in the way he introduced people. He was slightly sarcastic, but he was an incredible pianist but he would deliberately make mistakes. But as the viewer would see it, you'd think he was rubbish, but actually he was a brilliant pianist who made himself look rubbish. And he'd make some fantastic errors and his impressions were brilliant. He was just a great guy. And he was the first guy, I think, out of all the people I've seen that I thought saw on the TV, I was like, wow, he's really funny. I love what he does. What's his name again? I'm gonna Les, check. Les Dawson, I'll send you a picture of him or maybe yes. a YouTube link of him, but... Uh, okay just an incredible host a very lovely warm guy he could take them the, he could make fun of everyone but be very pleasant in it it was never nasty oh okay right and uh, in in uh, in in your in as you know now i know you're a parent right mm. um how's your family by the way rubbish <laughs> that was uh, which way up do you mean do you mean as in me being dad or do you mean my parents Let's just say, we'll start you with your parents. Oh, okay. Um, that's a bit of a, a vacuum uh, regarding my parents. They only live uh, 50 miles away, but I probably see them three or four times a year. Um, for whatever reason, we don't meet. And um, yeah, it, it's a frustrating situation to have with my parents because I hear sometimes that oh, we have a lovely close relationship, but it's, um, it's not a very tangible relationship. And I could probably go many months without hearing a phone call from them. And are, are you the only child? Yeah, which is odd. Normally, if I was one of six, then fair enough, I would expect a phone call every few months. But when you're the only one, you'd sort of think, 
uh, I might get a bit more attention or something of that sort. And so how does it feel for you? In some ways, it's quite good <laughs> because uh, they complain a lot and uh, they moan about stuff and they, they get into problems that they don't really help themselves. So in some ways, it's good for my head because people have noticed after I visited them, normally in the 24 hours afterwards, I'm a bit like a bear with a sore head. They have some sort of effect upon me. Um, and the other side of things, I'm a bit, I feel a bit guilty because I want to help them. I want to do things for them. You know, it's getting to the twilight years. I would, should really be there to help, but in some ways I don't feel inspired to do so, which is uh, probably a sad event, really. So you said you, have, you don't talk to them, or um, is it, are you waiting for them to call, or do you call? <laughs> or... <laughs> it's a bit of a game. Um, maybe we're both waiting for each other to phone. I do call, um, but sometimes, I don't know whether you have it, because you're very well socially connected lady whereas i'm i'm quite an introvert loner type person so i can easily keep tabs on how many times i've rung someone and there's those sort of friendships where you keep contacting you think hang on a minute when do they contact me so you know so i don't know where you've ever done it you stop calling them just to see when they call you and then you can go months so you give up and you call them and they go oh i was waiting for your call really <laughs> did now, do they, do they have friends? Who, my parents? Uh-huh. Not really. <laughs> oh, wow. Could it yeah. be just, just don't, it's just the way they are? Well, I think in your field of work, you'd probably look at, meet them and go, dead certain dementia cases on the way. Um, they have completely withdrawn from society. Okay. Yeah. They seem to be all right. They said no news is good news. Yeah, but... How does that work when they're dead? Because that's still no news. Because no one's going to tell me until somebody finds them. Correct. And uh, when, when, you, when you call, mm -hmm. and how, how is their response on the phone? Are they happy to hear from you? They ask you <laughs> questions? Uh, my dad is... Hello. Um, Oh, yes. Uh, he'll, he'll tell me something trivial. His hearing is terrible, so I can ask him a question. He'll completely blank me. He'll say something else. Um, and then he, he's eager to pass the phone over to my mum. And then quite often my mum would be, uh, oh, you've called. As a sort of like a slight make wrong for the fact that I haven't called before. But I thought telephones go in two directions. I, I think their phone also has a dialing capacity. I'm sure it does. Yep. Maybe their mind, <laughs> maybe their mind doesn't have that dialing, yeah. dialing uh, capacity for mutual dialing. That's yeah. interesting. You know, it's quite interesting. It's um, probably but, sad, really. Um, but yeah, it's what it is. And then, um, and that that that's been happening even before he was hard of hearing, right? So then oh, God, yeah, yeah. that's more difficult now. Well, let's put it this way. My daughter is 10 and I've had four originations from my dad in 10 years on the telephone. One of those was for a broken computer. Another call was he needed help with a printer. Another call was he needed help, something printing out. I can't remember what the fourth, oh, the fourth one was to borrow some money. So 
that was the only four times my dad's actually he's never actually picked up the phone just to say hello in 10 years nor has he uh, dialed out to um, say hello to his granddaughter what a great family <laughs> yep now then i have a question so when you said you um you you started to realize that you have this humor when you were nine mm. did he did your parents ever see that did they appreciate that my mum did. Uh, my dad worked away, so he, he was none the wiser. He was sort of, uh, yeah, he wasn't there. So um, my mum was aware of it, and uh, she has, uh, she did, she has this, she does have a good sense of humour, but uh, she does get bogged down by stuff, by life. Um, so, yeah. They're so both retired, right? They're both retired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what puts me off calling me, because if you phone them, they're so depressing. It's just like, um, and maybe it's selfish of me. What am I going to get from this? I'm just going to feel disappointed and sad at the end of the phone call. And that's on the phone. How about yeah. how about the face to face? Still Ooh. the same. It's like yeah. When I get there, my dad goes out to smoke his pipe. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't even stay in the house. He'll go outside. Um, yeah, they'll tell me about stuff that's in the paper, but I could read that if I wanted to anyway. So. Um, your situation actually is not an isolated case. Like no. I can say that as a, a healthcare professional. Um, it, but what fascinates me is how how each party or each you know side manages on just to either move on so that you know it doesn't hurt them. Okay, yeah. or now it surprises me if they continue to complain about it and then it hurts them. Mm. Okay? So how, how is that for you now that you're a parent? Well, I set out the goal when my daughter was born that I will do the opposite of my dad. So however he's treated me or how he acts towards children, I aim to do the opposite. And it's sort of gone okay. Unfortunately, I haven't managed to maintain a relationship with my daughter's mum, but we're still friends and we, we're amicable, friendly, share our responsibilities as best as possible. But um, yeah, that was a disappointment that I haven't been a great, great dad in regards to holding a relationship together. But uh, I think I've done better than my dad. Okay. Yeah. If there's a contest of such things. <laughs> You're aware of it and um, that doesn't stop you from doing more or just creating be creative in how you do things right because they said you just can't stop and use one approach you just continue to you know try many ways to do it i do try many ways the main barrier i have as many people may have no matter what their age is themselves and their own um energy now i don't mean energy in regards to food i mean energy is in the spiritual energy that I feel that spiritually we create energy, not the physical energy that you get from food, the thing that creates thought, the thing that creates inspiration. There's an energy that comes from us. And sometimes if you're pretty much low and down in life, that energy to create life is very low and uh, the flow is sometimes weak. So you've then got to fight your own output of energy or push it because sometimes you can just feel like giving up. And that's when you stop putting out a creative energy. How do you do that then, James? Uh, 
I suppose I should analyze that more because I'm still here. I haven't blown my brains out. So what would I do to do that? Um, the odd thing is, me personally, I've spent a lot of my time on my own. I've still somehow motivated myself to just get by, to just survive. But the best thing for energy for me is to listen or observe other beings creating energy, like listening to music. Someone else is creating an energy. So that in itself is an uplifting thing. Um, or a film or something of great beauty is an inspirational lifting thing. It's, it's a weird thing that you can get energy from the beauty of things, but it appears to have happened. So that's one thing that sort of wakes me up and keeps me going perhaps. And the other is pride. Um, I wouldn't want to be considered a failure or giving up. Even though I want to, I wouldn't uh, want others to know that, oh, he gave up. What a, what a loser. So that keeps me going. So there's a balance of pride and there's trying to find energy from others. So what's your worst failure that you can think of right now? Income. <laughs> That's uh, never for 30 odd years. It all correlates to me being, um, I suppose when you make a decision to give up on life or a decision that you don't want to live, it does have an impact going on forward for the rest of your life, irrespective of whether you uh, died or not. If you remain alive, it's still going to have, you've still made a decision to quit. So you need to handle that decision. If you keep making the decision to quit, it makes it a lot harder to push on. So yeah, my biggest problem I've had is um, lack of income. I've, al I've always had financial problems, never earned enough, scrimped and saved, but I'm not homeless. It's like I've always made just enough, just enough to get by to the next day. But that's not really the way to live. You should be making a lot more than that. You should be making an abundant amount. Uh, I believe that's what we should be doing as beings, but I don't. Not very humorous, this, is it? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but how are you making that now? I mean, are, you, are you doing some steps to change it? Just more hours. Um, yeah, I have a, a business that is just hanging on in there. Well, the business is fine, providing I turn up which is the downside of being a self-employed or an only one, isn't it, of a, of a business. If you don't turn up, there's no business. So you have to keep turning up. Um, so, yeah, I'm at break even, but I need to put more in or find more ways of making a better living. I'd love to do it in regards to broadcasting. I'd like to do that more. Um, and that would be a fantastic profession and occupation to have. I'd love to do that. And you're doing it, right? I'm doing it. Um, whether one would grade it as doing it successfully uh, in a survival way, I don't know. But it's better than not doing it. Do you have support in that? Um, I have friends like yourself, people I can contact in, who are podcasters, etc. But other than that, no. Yeah. What else for that podcasting in order mm. to be successful and other things that you said you needed to do more? What is there anything more that you wish you could be doing so that that could like uh, generate more? Um... I think for me, it literally is personal energy because I could probably get another 50% hours in a week done if I had more drive and more energy. Instead, I've got these barriers and decisions up here that are sort of 
blocking my way and blocking my way. If I got rid of those decisions, I would expect or hope that I would be a bit more or a lot more productive. You know, you can look at some people, they achieve so much in 40 or 50 hours and you look at other people and they achieve nothing in 60 hours. There's a difference. And I would like to be like those that achieve a lot more in the time they have. Because we've all got the same amount of time, haven't we? So it's not like there's anything special between people in regards to that. It's just what you do at the time that matters. And is there one activity, daily habit that you can do that you know of that you've done before? Because I don't see you every day feeling low energy. <laughs> yeah. Unless, yeah, well. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I see, you know, I see, I, I can see that low energy every now and then, but then I see you also with high energy. So yeah. what, what could be the one habit that you can do so that you don't, you lift up yourself and then be, you become more productive because inside of you, you have more energy. Mm. Um, I've started watching a few more films uh, and short films just to just give me a little bit of a pep. Like I'll take a break in the day, watch that, go back to work later at night. Instead of working in an eight hour period, I'm doing it in two or three chunks throughout the day. Um, I do better photography. So but it's only for myself, but I like seeing great things or a challenge. Maybe I should maybe do that a bit more. Um, drawing that makes me laugh. I like doing a bit of draw or a cartoon um, and doing the interviews. Um, I found when I was doing the podcast, when I started the podcast, the more podcasts I did, the more I was uptown. Whereas if you have a week where you've only done one or none, there's a huge <laughs> spiritual sort of slump. So at least that you, you know a lot of uh, ways that you can lift yourself up. So yeah. that's wonderful. And maybe you'd really just have to make a commitment, say, okay, if you promise you're going to do X amount of podcasting for the week, then you do that. Right? Yes. But yeah. there is this one question that always sticks with me. Um, okay. Why? <laughs> what is the purpose of it, of, of doing it? Because after a period of time, it's like with my business, Two weeks ago, I had an amazing week. Everything was brilliant. It was like one of my record weeks ever. And then the following week, it was utterly rubbish. So it was like, well, what was the point of all that effort? Because we're back to square one. So there comes a point where you have this sort of spiritual energy to produce. But when you've exhausted it, it's like, why make any more? If, you see what I mean? Um, so it's, it's one, one thing is knowing the techniques and the tools, but Two, you've got to have a reason and purpose as to why. And uh, yeah, you really what need a good your, solid purpose. So what was your why when you started it? Well, as in the podcasting? Yeah. I actually didn't really know. I just, uh, because it was Brian Rose and the situation he was going in during March and April, I was like, I want to be a part of that because I totally agree with him and I support him. And maybe this would be a great way to support him and meeting other people. Um, and it doesn't require musical instruments and complicated stuff, does it? It's just a microphone and a computer. Hooray! So I thought I can give that a go. And I can talk. I can ask questions. I can listen. So it's not like I've got to do 10 years of a musical apprenticeship or learn how to paint. So, yeah, I thought I'll give it a go. I'll have a curious. And also, Brian was talking about making lots of money. That was a bit of a hook. And that, does it mean that uh, 
you don't believe in that connecting with people anymore? Um, no, no, I, I get the energy from connecting with people, for sure. Because okay. um, even if the broadcasting didn't make any money, it as a positive aid towards me and other things I do in life is worth something, even if you can't put a monetary value on it. And we all just started. So let's see. Yeah. You know, we all differ in growth and in development and in our connection and in yeah. our skills. So, and when you're talking about what's in your head and you keep pointing to your head and usually that's what we think about the, our inner thoughts, right? Our inner feelings. So perhaps we can, you know, I, I don't know if you have a meditation or a contemplation practice where when you're feeling down or you don't feel like doing what you used to love to do, maybe that could be the perfect time to like, okay, what else is happening on my head? Mm. My thought, because for me, your thought is outside your head as well. So, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so then you could say, okay. Then if you can make that, if you can notice that all the time, then you could catch yourself that, okay, is that really true that it's in my head? Because when you said, okay, you've done it. Because when I was listening to you and you said, okay, you've done it and that, that's it. What else? Why? Uh, perhaps you have, you, you, you had a big picture because you said you reach out, support Ryan. That means support the cost that he's doing, then earn money for you for yourself, because when we have more money for ourselves, we have more money to share to others, if mm. you have the right mindset, right? So yeah. then, then, but then suddenly you said, okay, what else? Suddenly you shrunk. So maybe you could go back again to just reminding yourself that, okay, there's really, I haven't reached that. I haven't reached my goal yet. So you mm. just continue. Yeah, my goals have shrunk and shrunk since I was a child. I had very big goals and now they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, in Basically in the pursuit of having a win. Um, you know, if you can set a really big goal, like it, apparently you should aim for a big goal and then you'll get somewhere near it. Uh, my concern is when you have big goals and you don't reach those big goals, you reduce your goals and they just get smaller and smaller and smaller. And that's been... Um, but then again, that is a confusion of, there's a lot of confusion between goals and purposes. There's, there's two slightly different levels to them, aren't there? There's a reason for doing something as well as going for something. Um, yeah, so I've, yeah, there's, there's many a reason, there's many a, a thought as to why I do or don't do such things. It could take many, many hours, maybe many weeks. And, that, and as far as I know, you've been interviewing. And yes. It's even what I experience from myself is that when I connect with people in the podcast, I learn first. I learn <laughs> first before my listeners and my viewers. So how about now? How is, how is your experience from being with uh, your guest? It's been brilliant. Um, when I started the, the Broadcast Yourself journey in, when did we start? Was it July? June? Mm -hmm. Late July, something like that. Oh, oh yeah, okay. oh, July, early July, because August, August 9 was our, was our launch. Oh, okay, right, yes. Yeah. So uh, six or eight weeks, yes. Yeah, so end of June, right. So 
at that point I was pretty much given up on everything. That was my point of like, there's nothing else I can do now. I've pretty much busted out. Uh, I was in my second bankruptcy. So um, there were, the options for me were running out. From that point on, um, well, put it this way. If you were to make a statistic, nearly every day I would consider being dead. But as we went into the course, my attention went off that and I didn't actually, I'd go a week, maybe two weeks without that thought or, or desire. And by the time we got to the end of the course, I hadn't had it. And then after the course of meeting people, I'd gone several months without having the desire to be just, to just quit. So that was a positive and that you can only draw the line there that the fact that I was interacting with people, be it most of them were virtual as opposed to being in the same house um, had a huge positive effect and it did, but I don't know whether I've taken people have given lots of tips and data and things to do, but it's more of a spiritual energy I was getting from it as opposed to a doing or things to do. If you see what I mean. Does that work? Does that strategy work for you in terms of like having things to do? Um, I'm a thinker. I, 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 the less I get to do, the better. <laughs> um, I, I, I would rather, yeah, I, I'm more of a, a mind guy than a, a practical guy. I can't do any DIY. I can't do any decorating. I'm not very good at electrics or anything like that. So I'm very much the theoretical kind of person. As a thinker. Yeah. They always, you know, before I always, when people always ask me for solutions, health solutions, and at one point I kept telling myself, okay, at some point, someone has, someone has to pay my brain. I always <laughs> pay my brain. And yeah. I said, I, I, I'm always in, in a course, I'm always studying, and, and for every growth and personal development, it's sad because it wasn't provided by my school or by our current educational system. So we mm. keep studying. So I said, someone. So I'm, say, I'm saying this little story about what, what I was going in my head because you got good, you have good, uh, let's say, a good resource, a raw material right in, in your thinking ability. Yes. Because now they always have IP, right? Intellectual property. Oh, yeah. Digit digital digitalizing digitalizing yes things. so i see that that could be a wealth of resource there in your thinking mode okay yeah now i think it probably scare people but yes and there might be a lot of refunds but <laughs> now now since you said obviously obviously Brian Rose or maybe other people have been an influencer on your life. Mm. Now, so from what I know, they said, if you want to be successful and you have a role model or remember when we were doing the um, alter ego. So if you have that, then all we possibly must be doing is to imitate or to follow, follow certain footsteps. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I know you, you said that, okay, you're more a thinker, not more on the doer. But again, <laughs> there's a difference between a successful situation and failing is mm. not doing. 
Exactly. Yes. Okay. So he's, oh, he's, uh, yeah. Well, my broadcast before, I was going to call it the uh, the thinking trap because it was a predominant thought of mine that I was. The issue is I have all these great ideas and these things to do, but I don't do it. I don't make them a real thing in the real world, um, and it's a huge trap. And um, yeah, I became aware of it, but I thought that if I did the best a man can get, I can maybe. Not only am I setting a goal for myself, but I'm setting a goal for the listener. And it's, we can find ways about of uh, finding life's purpose again. Uh, whereas yeah. many people my age have probably lost life's purpose. And certainly as you get older, life's purpose gets a bit more fainter, uh, unclear, and then gone. So <laughs> yeah, I'd like to try and nip that in the bud before it happens. On the other hand, there's also that group of all that whom you describe that age that getting old who are like beautifully thriving and excelling more mm. so uh, you know as a thinker maybe you can research not that you ask my opinion about it but <laughs> yeah. thought, you know maybe can you can because you like to think you you know you like to research perhaps and read and you could compare on this this group that i that you described and this other group why is this what's the difference what mm. is when one key like also um how is what do you feel or what's your perspective on words i positive love words, words. the, po oh, the oh, power positive words. words well that's that's um, power the, the, the word itself though is down to your understanding of the word because you can have a word let's think of an example control uh, you could use that word to some people control is a horrible negative thing because of their experience in life where they have been subject to control or influenced by control to other people control is a good thing because it means you have order or understanding or a knowledge of something. So you have control of say your pen or your computer or your car. Um, so that word in itself can be a powerful word. It just depends on what power you associate to it. Or you could tell a child that control means chocolate. And they will just like think they'd love control because the idea of control is a sweet smelling cocoa based product. It's how you interpret and how you take on the word. But uh, words can have power, but it is down to the association that you give that word because it's just a symbol at the end of the day, isn't it? And because you're a thinker, have you ever done any kind of writing where you put all your thoughts in writing and then reflect on it? Um, I don't reflect. I've written stuff down and then found it years later and thought, what the hell is he on about? Um, I've got many a book strewn in my house, little notepads that have got weird stuff written in them. Um, yeah, even, yeah, just there is lots of stuff written down. That you wrote. But, yeah, but um, do I use it? No. <laughs> I guess also I want to ask you did you write it down when you're feeling low or did you write when you were feeling high or good different good times I often write mostly either through extreme boredom or when I'm really impassioned about something or enraged by something um yeah the, the problem is when you start thinking after you started writing it's like okay where am I going with this then the writing stops because uh, you've got looking at it going, what is this? Is this a story? Is this just a rant? Would anyone be interested in this? 
and then the process has stopped. Then it, it all becomes like that's it. Yeah. The end. Because mm. you know, you know how there's other books there that that could be all just rant, but the difference <laughs> is the the person just published it, just yes. shared shared the rant. And yeah, I've never got to the end of one of those rants. <laughs> I, my, my mind is just full of thousands of unfinished yeah. rants. Because then also, I always have to think that when I have a thought that another person or more people are also thinking like that. You know, they, they yeah. always say that if you have an idea, you better follow through if it's a business idea because someone else is doing it. Yeah. You see? So you could have had a book. And you could have someone doing, buying your book right now. Yeah, buggers. <laughs> yeah but I, I don't have a, a story to tell per se, though. It's not, it's, there's not a, maybe I think ahead. I'm thinking of the overall result. It's like, where's this going? What's its point? Um, what is the purpose for it yeah. again? I, I, like, I like that we started with a question on why when we were taking broadcasting. Mm. But sometimes there's no answer to the why mm. we can kind of like we might you know we might say we thought we had a why just as you said that you thought but yeah, sometimes yeah. there's really no why and sometimes are from my indigenous understanding that sometimes the why by, might become a blockage for our growth yeah but the how will be more helpful because the how takes us to steps. Yeah. And in, in my holistic nursing or just a holistic thinking, the holistic thinking doesn't mean, and with my, with my, my podcast, it doesn't mean that I want, I will dictate to all the listeners and viewers, you got to do this, because these are very holistic. I want them to choose which one they would embrace and then even if I encourage people to have that positive imagination of the outcome, but I want them, it works for me and others that I've seen, just don't get caught up with that image because that might not be where you're going. And that way, because if you don't find that image and you, so now you, we, we consider ourselves as a failure, but if you just, you know, as you said, there's energy that is more than the physical energy. And mm. if we have faith in something other than our own selves and energy, then that connects to the uncertainty, the uncertain outcome. Yeah. So it's, it's okay if you, it's sort of, okay, now you're back here. Because if we keep asking why, 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 you know, sometimes even even when I have uh, my clients, if they keep asking me why is it happening to them, it seems like everything's happening to them. Because some, although they see me as a nurse, many times emotional issues come up, and it's really what's bugging most patients or most clients is their relationships, emotional issues, and uh, and so um, I I don't know. Sometimes I said I don't know the answer, but. Can you just do one thing? So that one thing that each of us has to do and commit. They said, if you just keep doing it and has a habit, then they become part of you. So I say that because you're intelligent and you think, and really for me, when you have a sense of humor, there's always that hope 
that's always that ray, that's always that sunshine that it's bringing you out of that darkness is a mood gloom and the darkness. So mm. just one step will be perfect. You know, right. so it, like it, 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 all the things that you wrote, uh, it could be where you might find just uh, the answer there. You know, I know, okay. does it make sense? Do I make sense to you? You know, um, all the why, and it's not, sometimes we have to let go of the why. Yes. Okay. Let well, go well the, why is, the why is the end of the journey though, isn't it? Where that's the goal. Um, but whereas... that's still our perception. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. That's still our perception of the why. But sometimes we, we don't, you know how they, sometimes, that's why others, um, they're maybe so young, much younger than us, and yet they're achieving everything. Um, sure, at that, that, was, that was their moment. I think no, I, I say that we came to this human existence because we had a, we agreed we agreed to grow in cert, this way. I don't know. So I, I'm okay. not sure if you're with me in terms of believing that there's cert, we all have different purposes and learning environment. It yeah. seems like this was your subconscious choice that you're right here. Okay. Yeah. But then that subconscious choice doesn't mean it can be buried forever. Okay. How do I, um, in your line of work, because mm -hmm. one of my fears is when you get older, like my nan had dementia. Okay. So we used to go visit her in the home and she's gone pretty much. She's still alive. They, they feed her and stuff, but you're thinking most of the spiritual being has gone. How do you... Um, keep that at bay and how do you keep your mental faculty my biggest fear is that my mental faculty either goes and they keep me alive as a vegetable or I appear to be a vegetable but inside my mental faculty is alive and they're just making me watch TV all day long Okay. I don't want to get to that point I'd rather just blow my brains out if I was knowing that's going to happen. But unfortunately, in the case of a dementia patient, they don't know it's arriving. How do you keep it away? Okay. Or how do you know it's happening to you? Oh, that's that's wonderful question. That's a great question. Because that's really where my passion is, okay? Yeah. Um, the one, one, I would always say that it boils down, the bottom line is from what you believe. If you believe that that's your journey, then it's going to be your journey. Okay. Let me tell you when I was, I was still not a nurse and I was taking care of my aunt. I was nine years old. And you know, in the Philippines, even if you're young, you take care of elders who got sick, your brothers, your sisters, you take care of them. You learn how to cook when you're much younger. Mm -hmm. um, so then I see my other family members get sickly as well. Then my father had a stroke at 62 and, and, and passed away. That was his third stroke. Then I see my mother started to, to have high blood pressure when she was in her 50s. So I can imagine that soon she'll have a stroke like my father. That, so I'm seeing, I'm looking around and I'm like, it can't be. So that's, for some of I, I already said, it can't be that 
I will go to that pattern also. The same thing as when you're poor, um, financially poor, or you grow up and then you see your classmates. Why do they have encyclopedia? That was during that time, right? See, that's, mm. I'm, I'm not young anymore too. I'm <laughs> older. So say, well, I have to encyclopedia and I don't have to go to the library. So then they have educated parents. I don't. So it's like, let me just, the easier example it perhaps is, I said, I can go to school, I can pursue school, then I'll be, be, high, be above or beyond what my parents have achieved because my father never finished third grade. Okay, so he, he just learned how to sign his name, taught by my mother, then, then he's learned to, to read and he just keeps reading the Bible, so at least. So, okay. so he said, so let me go to the education. So the same thing, I had that mindset that I can change that. I said, oh, I, I wanna help, I wanna earn more money so I could help my family. So I had that thinking already. And then when my parents and her, her siblings have squabbles, I kept saying, I don't want that. The same thing as you're thinking, James, that you didn't want what your father was doing. So you're doing something different. And so with that goes also with our health, with the brain and the memory. So more than ever, now there's tons of information out there that this poor junk genes that we call junk is really an opportunity for us to wake up that, okay, now I know that the genes is, it's all about the environment. Yeah. Okay. So mm. with that, once you, once I had that understanding, then I start knowing first, I, I guess I said to myself, I don't want that. I want this. So when you want something better than what you have now, it seems like the, the energy, the resources come to you. Okay. Because for me, I think I want this is a positive set of words, positive statement. I didn't focus in I don't want because yeah. then it's kind of like, you know, negative thing. So I might just go to the I want, then I don't stop thinking of that. So with, with that then, things were coming to me as like a little teachers here and there, up to the point that I was, I learned about economics on how it connects. And I learned about medications that it's not very helpful. <laughs> that is a big pharmaceutical um, business, not considering really the general population's health and wellness. So I learn all of that. So I kind of just put them all and add, add them and keep adding them. And I said to myself, so I can change the pattern. I can change the expression of my genes. And that's even, I've had this thinking even before all this epigenetic studies came, yeah. okay? It's then in the indigenous way of teaching, we, there's always a saying that your behavior it's your behavior really affects your health and your happiness. So with that again, um, I, I, you know, who, who handles the behavior? Ourselves. Yeah. So that I can choose. And that an example of that for myself, for my behavior is 
my I can I I have half sister on my mother's side. I have half brothers on my father's side, and my half brothers and sister have their half brothers. So you see, it was so so many layers, and that means it's an opportunity for not very good welcoming relationship. So there was one incident that I'll never forget. At least I can see about this now with a smile that it was a family picture and we were the youngest of the many generations. So my father and the whole family was there. They never invited us to be part of the photograph. So mm. I, so for me, like, you know, I didn't like that. And, you know, so that, that's like a little emotional scar for me, but, but at, I'm aware of that. And I didn't become like, I didn't hate them. I didn't disrespect them, meaning, you know, I didn't make a point not, not to speak with any of them, but I just continued and continued to, to grow and take care of myself. That's another indigenous way of thinking. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, your thoughts, your, uh, you know, and mm. you can, like for your parents, you can only wish them well, be nice to them on the phone. And it's, it's okay too, not to be nice sometimes when they're getting you getting irritated with them. But then after that, you let go because there's something again that we don't know. In fact, sometimes we think we know so much about health. First, they said, um, you got to have this kind of diet for maybe for many years that will be like the fad or most popular. And almost every year you see that a vegetable is most popular than the other one. You know, like I came in 1980s in the United States and they, they were not happy about coconut. Okay. About coconut. (laughs) But I grew up in coconut country. My region raises coconut. We have coconut three, five times a day. So yeah. I really like they're so bad. Talk they talk bad about the coconut. But see, now they took they talk very good about the coconut coconut. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I've got coconut macaroons. I just had some before the yeah. meeting. So 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 in short, why did I say about that coconut? Is that <laughs> they it just the, the science things change, so yeah. Science attract, is not yeah. perfect science. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay, so science so with that. All I know is that the brain and the whole entire body is as all matrix of um, diverse factors that will help it grow well mm-hmm. or not, or be well or be sick. But it's not going to be, nothing is given free. We have to work on it. Hmm. You know, I'm, you know, I, I just wrote a blog in my in a, in my in my uh, new website that I'm creating. I'm not even techie, but slowly with guidance, I can learn it. So I had one page and another page, and I really said that story because you're 45, and I remember in in my story that um, I went into this party, a New Year's party, and then one lady said she was really upset that she's going to turn. 30 okay she's really upset because you know it's it's not only 20 and blah 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 and she's not and i don't really know her at that time and then so i wasn't in the conversation but finally i had a conversation and then when she learned that i was turning 40 she was so happy she embraced me and she said you're 40 oh my god now i no longer have to be afraid 
Because at that point, she realized that, okay, she does, you, even if you become 30s or 40s and 50s, you, you don't have to be what in most magazines, I guess, or in yeah, most, yeah. you know. So for me, now, when, when they're diagnosed already, okay, there's a difference when they're, you have been diagnosed already, like for parents. Uh, did you say it's your grandmother? Yeah, yeah, my grand, okay. yes. So, you know, that's a little ahead already. They can just kind of slow it down with certain chains, again, in lifestyle and food and, and, and uh, supplements. But it's tricky when they're already in a nursing home because they're very controlled with that, mm. with what you change. But since you're seeing it, you know the things. It's reflecting to you what you need to do. I work in ICU and... It breaks my heart to see all of this unnecessary illness that led into chronic condition, that led into death. Yeah. And I keep thinking to myself, I want family to really come and visit. And in fact, there should be a tour in critical care. They should always go there and see what's happening. And maybe people will say, okay, I don't like that. I want something else. Mm. It's, it's, I remember one of the speakers who said that he used to bring his kids on a, one of those holidays, American holidays, to the feeding centers or to the, how do you call this? You know, those every, uh, every communities before have yeah. like a, they serve food yeah. for homeless people. He said, see, so that they could see what some of the privileged kids don't see. Yes. And then there might be a, an aha there to say, okay, I don't think I want to be in here. So, okay, and you want something else. So for the brain, definitely your, your feeling, if you're feeling, and, and, and they, they said there's advanced tests for those who meditate, who thinks positive thought, that there's a lot of neurons, synapses going on in our brain. And I can always imagine the entire body. And that's why they said you exercise, left and right exercises are good because it hits all angles. So, mm -hmm. oh, and, and the best thing is you do one step. You do one of this. Think of what, let me ask you, what is the worst thing that, or the least thing that you do that you don't do. I say, okay, what is the best thing that you know you should do and you're not doing? Oh, that'll be uh, definitely exercising or exercising or socializing. One okay. or the other. So choose just one. I'll go with exercise. That's easier. Okay. Then just do it. How many minutes do you think you can start? Two. <laughs> and what exercise? Um, I just do some light weights. Um, okay. I could, I could do running as well. Okay. So whatever, do me a favor, just write it down. Right. Again, I, you know why? Just write it now. And yeah. I'll give you a story of my writing. <laughs> so okay. In fact, after this, I have to write, I have to draw. And, you know, it's not that I can draw very well. But so write it down. Do write down while I'm talking, while I'm telling you my story. You can write down yep. your, what exercise you're going to do, how many mm -hmm. minutes. And okay. just do it for, 
ideally, I'll tell you, do it for 21 days. 21 days. You can keep the same or whatever you decide. If you want to increase it, just say, what, promise yourself. So if you commit to that, promise yourself. You be your own lawyer. That okay. You don't do it. Oh, yeah. You be your own police. You okay. So it's 21 days, the establishment of a habit then. The 21 days. You know, that's for me, it's significant to 21 days. Now, okay. in the biblical world, it says 40 days. Why okay. is that then? I'm not sure. I can't explain to you much. Either, but I'm I know thinking that like they would go on the moon or something, but that's like every 28 yeah, yeah, 21 days. 21 days is the moon. 21, 28 ah, okay. is the moon. Got 21, 28. But... You know how I, I, I'm not, I just know a little bit of numerology, things like that. But it seems like in, in some scri holy scriptures, there's always like 40 days, 40 days and things like mm. that. So anyway, so commit with the least, 21. Okay, <laughs> sure. And, and, and then um, uh, that's why also you see that a lot of program is six months program. Because yeah. they said that also if we can keep it for six months, that becomes totally woven becomes like part of our tapestry if okay. we do it for 60 for nine for six months got you okay yeah. sure. and you may skip in the future you may you may not be able to do it but your body will keep pulling you to go back got you like an addiction I, I, I was able to do a lot more exercises before every time uh, I have a, when I was in ICU, every time I have an eight hours only in the afternoon, I'll be in a yoga, I'll be in somewhere. But then sometimes life takes you to change that and it's okay. Then your body again brings you to that moment that you can do something and, you know, forget the one hour yoga is five minutes, 10 minutes. So you, but you're still doing it. So the mantra, if you mm -hmm. write this down, yeah. write, you said, just say, just do it. Mm -hmm. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right, then. Yeah. Who's the acknowledgement for when you say thank you? Just, just life in general. Just that, whatever. Even the things that you don't like. Just say thank you. Because you have a, because now you're thinking you're feeling and thinking positive that there's something that's that we are all meant to have that abundance we are all meant to have that good health right okay, okay? the yep. same thing have you I'm not uh, have you ever had that experience where you could you want to meet someone and you were late or you couldn't meet and then something really you think it's so bad that you were really upset but then if you look back to it, it could be a good thing. Or I know some people who said during that 9-11 that they were almost on, for the, on that flight. Yes. But something happened that they weren't on that flight. Yes. So, you know, there's, and, and they said there's no such thing as coincidence. Everything is just a serendipity. When we believe that it's for our own good, you, you, you know, it will be like that. Yeah, I would call that there was a story. I hope, I, know that a, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, you reminded me of a guy who had a, a company there at, uh, at one of the towers and he'd lost a contract a few weeks before. So he closed the office in New York and he moved, he relocated to Los Angeles. And a few days later, his office was wiped out where oh. they were. So he was like, 
glad he lost that contract. <laughs> it's, it's one of and those I'm things. Sure at that moment, before that, he was devastated of losing that contract. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. And then, and, and, and then, so why go on? Okay, that's the question, right? So that, why go on? <laughs> yeah, well, th this is a thing that I know no one knows the answer to, but surely you, we do all this learning for all this life, and you do it all, and you go all that effort, then you're dead. Then what, you start over again? What was the point of it all before? Because if we are a spiritual being carrying on, why have we forgotten all the millions of years before? Or have we not forgotten it and it's just not accessible? See what I mean? I'm always baffled by that slight quandary of if life is a lesson, for what purpose? Because if the lesson is you're dead, okay, that was useful. So what happens next? Or if you're coming back, why can't you recall all the previous lives? Because if I just knew or remembered all my previous lifetimes, I'd be able to speak so many languages. I'd be able to hunt. I'd be able to do so many skills. So yeah, I get a bit annoyed about the idea of dying because it seems a bit stupid. And then on the other hand, there's also saying that how come other people can remember things? Yes. You know, and then they go through that uh, past life experience or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then they can do that. And others really seek for that. And some of us don't intentionally look for that. Well, mm. in, from my latest in, in conversations and readings with, um, especially with people who have had that near death yeah. experience, is that the, the first, that the death, the, the death, the dying and the death are, are imagination for it is we did that we we limited it so it's it's also on ours again responsibility but that it's not really that death is absence of life mm. in fact it's again another step you never yes. continue and if it was so you said okay you you wish you could have remembered but it's interesting because i've heard also people said no we don't want to remember anything of the past so we but then can... what was the point of it if you don't remember the past why bother having it well yeah that's why that that and then that i think that was also a question of that why having it oh uh, mm. you know well the people who didn't want to remember is they just they just want to have a different experience again yeah. Okay. So, so to, but it, that's why having that word as spirit, we have a picture of it. But they said it's more than that. It's us who, who human beings who came up with all these words. So now there's some limitations of our imagination. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and that's why also psychics or mediums coexist with us. That's why now I'm understanding that some that they they all they even come from different guides. So like sometimes before my imagination is just one, okay, a guide would be just one type of guide. But then the more I speak with them and I ask them, what do you mean by guides? Who are they? Then I said, Oh, okay. Then so, mm. so the, and I even asked with this current times, okay? And I asked this, this lady whom I had an interview, I said, so 
it seems very gloomy of what's everything that's happening. And you, and also it, it, we know that we're a spirit. We know that there's infinity somewhere. So what are we going to do? Just give up? <laughs> that's why I said, don't, yeah. do, look, don't have to do anything. He said, no, because that's also being defeated by the negativity that's happening. So if tomorrow hell break loose in United States with whatever is happening, or if I live in another country, I'm not going to stop talking with you, making a schedule with any of my guests, because I want to, like, if I have to pass, uh, we have to die in this physical world. I want to die doing my favorite thing to do or what I enjoy to do. Yeah. And so that and my our dog that's my he passed away three years ago he loves outdoors wild so we we let him loose and then one day he ran into a buck and the buck hurt him on the side and on a couple of hours after he passed away it's very sad because it's we miss him right so we love you know how you, you have a pet but then i keep thinking gosh he passed away doing his favorite thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he loves doing it. So that, so that's for me, we cannot lose hope in whatever we do. And yeah, um, there's, there's so many out there now telling us, sharing their experience and why you said here we die because we're in, from what I learned lately, we're in a matrix that we were decide, the whole world and maybe the whole universe was meant to have some limitation, but yes. that's not, that's not our, that's not our original blueprint. Our original blueprint is limitless, but we got hooked in this. So now we make the most, or we prove we don't succumb to the, to that understanding of limited existence. They say, yeah. I, I didn't even know that. A lot of our symbols, including yin yang, are all part of the negativity. You wow. know, so you know, so th- th- that the the Fibonacci. I'm not an expert on these things, but I said, no, you know, it's all limited things. So now, if if this information is coming to me, as I understand it, our our our, and now we're having a conversation. Our responsibility is to recognize to recognize that mm, maybe it was meant for us to have this conversation. So there's something that we can do one thing that may be different from what we've been doing. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And, so, and then what, so then we come to the question, what is a rewarding life then? Christ, uh, a rewarding life. Well, I, I've, from my experiences, there's a lot of um, wise people always go, it's about the journey. It's not getting to the end. The happiness comes from the overcoming of the hurdles, not the obtaining of the winning goal, as it were. For me, I don't know whether that's true yet, um, but I can look at it in regards to if you go traveling, I prefer the journey than to just getting there. Uh, like if I was going on holiday or going away, I look forward to the flight away more than the destination. And I look forward to the flight home <laughs> than the actual journey. You see what I mean? I prefer that, that traveling bit. Um, I don't know what is a rewarding. 
a rewarding for me a rewarding life would be that something has happened that i can go and do what i want to do without any worry or consideration on it that would be amazing you know if i could someone could say like okay next week james you don't have to earn anything go do what you want to do that would be amazing <laughs> you know, just like you can go visit those people you don't have to worry about the cost you don't have to worry about the time you don't have to worry about all the other things just go do that that would be brilliant did you ever um answer that when we were still um when we brian rose asked us about how we see ourselves in five ten years did you ever do that i did yeah i don't remember what my answer was oh i think what i think one of my answers was solvent as in actually making more money than i spend okay. well, you it. know what work what works for me when I, I have that, but also tucked away in the computer because I never really looked at it again. But when I want to, sometimes I, I, I also have experienced that writing it down and for me to see it or drawing it. And if I can see it a lot, that helps me get, you know, feel more uplifted and feel mm. more positive for that. Now, if in case at some point, the one time it did happen to me again, this experience that I forgot all about it. Um, I wrote something about my book or, or being in a cover, being in a magazine, and I just kind of dribble, um, scribble, and then I put it away. Then at one moment that I feel really sad and about my work when I was still in ICU, and I started cleaning up because think for some women like me cleaning up is distressing okay. okay so then i found that drawing of mine so then when i found it then a week after i got an invitation for a uh, for a magazine article to be cool. interviewed so that's <laughs> like oh i just saw it when i was cleaning you know so yeah. it's so with that one one incident I like to continue to do that so that it may not happen five, 10 years from now, but I think it's, I believe that if I keep that positive thing in my head and I, and, and writing it releases it. So then it doesn't stay too much on my system. Mm. So. I used to, um, the weird thing is about my goals is some ways they're materialistic and some ways they're not. The reason, um, let's give an example. Let's say I'd love a beautiful Italian sports car. The weird thing is, I, I love those things. They sound great, everything like that. However, one side of me was like, oh, it's not good for the environment. Secondly, I hate the way the economy is set up, that there's always going to be slavery and manipulation. But on the other side, I want that really beautiful car. So it's like, I have this goal, I'd love that car, but not for the sake of owning it, but for the sake of having fun with it and appreciating how beautiful and fantastic it is. But then I've got the other side going, that's not good, that's not good, that's not good. So virtually all of my goals are associated with somehow materialistic thing, but my mind is also battling with it saying, that's not good, that's not good. So most of my goals have become like a constant battle, really. It's like you want to be successful, but then I hate the whole corporate world. So will I ever be successful as a result of having that thought? I don't know. Yeah, I guess the goal is to crash those things that, you know, keep you from achieving this. Because yeah. 
it, it seems like you, your goal on this side, as you said, is material, but you stop there. If you, I think if you go deeper to why you want this material thing, I bet mm. there's more to that. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I love driving fast. It's one of the things that makes me feel alive. There's nothing quite feeling alive when you've nearly touched death. I think that's great. <laughs> and I love speed and I just love machines like that. So it, that would be something to look forward and, to at the weekend. And, and, um, you're a critical thinker when it comes to what's happening around the world. Hmm. In, <clears throat> I, I say that because it may be possible also that some of us be thinking like the way you're thinking and it's holding you back to really ex explode your, your ability, your awesomeness in terms of making money. Because you said you made the money and then you bankrupt again and you made yeah. the money, bankrupt again. And they said maybe it's meant manipulated for you eventually to believe that you can't do that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's like... So you, so you have to see to see also the things that other people have done because they have money. Yes. Okay. Not everyone is Bill Gates. No. Okay? So yeah, yeah. I've met people who are incredibly wealthy and do great things and have an incredible lifestyle, yet they're still good people. Yeah. So maybe you have to have a conversation with those people. <laughs> be yeah. around them. Be, yeah. be, be around them. And and because another conversation I had yesterday, which I know many years ago when my friend um, was still alive and he, they, as from his story with me, it's not that they grew up wealthy, but then he, he, he saw how hard his father works, then his brother, then him. So they really have, they became one of the wealthy people in Princeton, but they were also generous. And, and at some point, I, kept, I told him, I said, well, instead of donating this amount of money and this, why couldn't you just teach us? I said, why couldn't wealthy people teach us how to be wealthy? Mm. That if you think about it, that's never even taught in school again. No, but no. All these wealthy, successful entrepreneurs have one thing in common. They just believe they have a mindset that they can do it. They have a mindset that they're not going to settle for anything less. And they, they have a belief and a work habit be beyond most of us. Mm. And, and they have a belief that once you, you become, you really become successful because you use all the things that you know and you go and get it. And then when you go and get it, don't settle down like it's going to be peaches and cream, but you still have to do it. Yes, so, so truthfully, I've been telling myself now because I'm working hard, but I'm enjoying what I do. Like we make we make pod, podcasting look easy, but it's not easy because we have a lot of work before, after. So some yeah. people make it easy, but that's that's how beautiful um, we do it, James, because we yeah. can inspire other people. But but I'm ready to work hard because I. I want to maintain what I'm receiving. So if you were happy connecting with all these like-minded people and who have common interests and powerful, 
we have to keep working hard to be present because once you put yourself down the side, then, you know, so it's the same thing, I guess, with finances. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I suppose I, I think the first thing would be, you know, hang around with people who are already there, like-minded or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and bounce off them, so to speak. Um, right. But yeah, it, it's, it's um, yeah. So Many that's things to do. Said, should we just, so the, the statement of, should we just stay in bed? Well, I, yeah. you can get a lot of pleasure from staying in bed there, can't you? You can watch a lot of fantastically educational stuff while sitting in bed and you can eat lots of great food while sitting in bed. Um, <laughs> there's just quite a lot of positives from it. Obviously at some point it will come to an end. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, doing the, you know, if I was doing the broadcasting, I could probably do it 40, 50 hours a week. It'd be great. Um, but at the moment, I can't afford to do that. <laughs> That's definite. How, um, how many episodes did you commit? Uh, I've done. Did you write for yourself? Oh, for the um, for the goal thing of was it six months yeah. we had to do? After, after no, after, yeah. So after graduation, yeah. What did you say you were gonna do two two episodes? One two a week. Nine, oh, two a week. Not yeah, but I want to do five a week at least, really. Um. But yeah, so I'm on uh, 25 done now. So you do two to five. So if you just do two, don't beat yourself. Because, you know, if you cannot do five, at least you did two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, but I, I want to be doing five weeks. Try and get as many in the can as possible. Because even if I'm not marketing it, I think the momentum of having done. Because you look at the viewing, the listening figures. If you don't do one in a week, it affects all the shows, it seems. Yeah. Just by keep doing one, that the other shows just keep getting more and more listens, which is a bit weird because you think, okay, I've done a show this week, but instead of listening to that one, people are listening to episode number three or something like that. Yeah. So, so I'm with you in terms of uh, doing more and in, re- in consistency. And you know, I have it also in the back of my mind later on on how to monetize it in certain platforms. And I'm going to do that. But if, for now, if I cannot do it yet, it's because I'm doing something that's also in relation that also is going to help in the future. Mm-hmm. But the important thing is to keep doing something that's going to make that happen. So and for you to keep the two, yeah. That's also in contribution to that. And you're connected with people who are doing it and successful. And sooner or later, that will just keep rub, rub it on each other. Yes. I'm also going to fill in, I think, what I might do is an individual episode every week, as in just me. Yeah. So uh, what, yeah. Um, James, when I say I committed three and I told myself that if I lose one for whatever reason like rescheduling or something that's me that yeah. will be for my own episode from 15 minutes to an hour that will be for me so i i i either have one or two materials ready or mm-hmm. it's just going to be a spontaneous and you know to do that so that's yeah, our cool. commitment because it's like if i can promise that to myself and we can commit it then other people also will feel that energy that they will honor our request to be there. Right? Mm. So, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely, yes. No, um, it is the thing that keeps me going, I suppose, at the moment. Um, the last two weeks have been a, a mental challenge for me, but uh, yeah, it's been, um, I'm still alive. Yeah, correct, correct. So, <laughs> now, so if there is a, a young James right now who yeah. might be going through situations like you, what would you say? Ooh, uh, first of all, get rid of any naysayers in your life. Uh, don't associate with anyone that would hold you back or compromise you. Don't set out to be like others. Don't live your life trying to be what others may want you to be. Because if, that's, if they want you to be someone else, then you're not for them. Um, I would also say instead of going out and partying and doing things, I know it sounds boring, but for the first few years of life, pile up a bit of cash or something of that, pile up some skills, build up some security in yourself and what you can be. And then you can afford those sort of things later on. Um, but don't go buying a house and things like that. Now build up a business, build up something that's worth something that you could either sell uh, others could benefit like a legacy just constantly work towards something that's going to build in value that's what I would suggest and those sort of things um, and listen to um, keep an open mind on all data and facts and always question it look at it from both sides now who's telling you this why are they telling you what's in it for them as to why they're telling you life is because of this um, yeah, try and look at it from both sides because I think this year has been a clear example of not all the data given by apparent leaders and apparent senior and knowledgeable people is actually true. That's it. What would uh, what what makes you happy then? <laughs> Food, uh, cake, biscuits, uh, fast cars, big engines. <laughs> Um, children's laughter, um, birds landing on a tree next to you and just tweeting, uh, the, the inquisitive eyes of cats when they're begging, you know, when a cat sits there and stirs you, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't move, but you know, it's going, I'd like some food, please. <laughs> um, things like that. That's what makes me happy. Um, seeing beautiful people, seeing Seeing people succeed in something is a great thing. I can see a, occasionally you see a random TV program, you see someone overcome something and become a success. I think that's a great thing to see. And I love seeing people succeed. I don't like seeing bad people succeed, but I like to see worthwhile people who have got bags of potential and, and ability within them and seeing them flourish. It's, it's a great thing to see. If there's one thing that you would want to change in your life, what would that be? Bloody hell. Um, one thing. My responsibility or my level of responsibility. I would like it to be a lot more. responsibility for as in yourself my, or others or what type what all of it in regards to just my level of 
if I see something's wrong, I should act upon it and do it there and then and fix it or step in for other people when I've seen wrong and I haven't. I think had I done that, had I been more responsible when I've seen that things in my own life are going wrong and I haven't changed it, if I'd have been more responsible, the whole life story would be completely different. What was your best advice that you received from others? Wow, best advice. Um, now, that, that would, in order to say that, it would have to be an advice that I've taken and used to have success. So, um, what advice? I have had. It's always that moment, like, in an hour's time, that I'll be hit with a whole load of answers. Right now, what is my answer? Um, greatest piece of advice. Do you know what? I think it's something Grant Cardone. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, well, his, it's a very useful thing. It, probably I would pass it on to my daughter is be careful who you get your advice from. You know, if you want um, advice on money, you would speak to someone worth many millions. You wouldn't speak to someone who's got no money. Um, if I wanted advice on science, I wouldn't go and ask a person who has not, no clue about science. I would look for someone who really knew about science. Um, so yeah, that would be the best advice is, is actually be careful who you take advice from. So therefore that begs the question, should you be taking advice from me by giving that advice? Mm, that's quite a deep one. Yeah. But you made it, didn't you say? <laughs> yeah. I'm just re-quoting so someone else though. Uh huh. But it's very. But that's how I think. Also, like that's why an indigenous way of education is mm. that if you want to learn a healing art. So well, during my during that time too, there's we didn't have schools of alternative healing arts, right? There's not oh. even a lot of classes. So who do you learn? You hang out with someone who knows how to do that. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's why. That's why. Um, I enrolled in certain courses only if I see that it manifests on that person in the yes. person's life, right? Yeah. But you're here with me because the fact that you shared all these stories about what goes on in your head, but you still have, you didn't throw away your sense of humor. And no. that for me, that not, there's so many serious people, you know, who, so I, I can take that, Either and as you said, you know, in one of your writings, said, "Okay, you and you you see such and such as really very good in what they do, but they may be too serious." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now there's, I, it's like when I was looking at podcasting in regards to mental health, it's depressing. When I researched it, so many of them were serious, and we have yeah. to, we have to. It's like that isn't going to help. That's just going to make it worse. Correct. Just yeah. No, I. I I hate that sort of serious stuff. It's like when you go to school or people are at school and you're like, you have to be serious. You have to sit still. You have to listen. You have to be there. Yeah. Well, that's just ruined all the education, isn't it, really? Yep. So even if you had one incident, you have your grandmother's experience and mm. you don't have right now, but I'm sure you have some thoughts and good suggestions for um, though our listeners or viewers who may be having difficulty with us stress caregivers, either they, they have family members of dementia or other chronic health conditions, what would be your best advice for them? Wow. Um, even though it seems, well, the only advice I could give is 
just turn up because my my nan was on her own in a home that was I considered to be horrible and all they would do I think the only reason they keep them alive is because then they've got a paying client so they feed them they'll clean them down and change them and push them in front of a tv and at the end of the night put them back in a bed I thought it was a horrific life um so I, one of my regrets is that I didn't take her, I couldn't afford to take her out of that environment and put her in a better environment. Um, so my advice would either be make a, a heck of a lot of money so you can look after your elders and give them the time or turn up and say hello and just keep going no matter how tough it is because their life must be bad. If, if there is some level of cognizance there, it must be so boring and so lonely to be sitting there every day. You've got to keep thinking of things to, to entertain them because if you don't, guilt will probably catch up with you anyway. Thank you. So those are very good advice, that your advice for the young people and then advice for the stressed people and your advice for yourselves, <laughs> for yeah. ourselves, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I want to take the first advice, make a lot of money so we don't end up in a facility like that. You see, so that's, that's one advantage when you could make some money for that intention that you don't really want to end up in that situation. So, no. okay. Um, and, uh, and, and lately more and more, I see the flaw of the educational system that keeps us from not achieving the things that we want to achieve. And so, yeah, we'll be yeah. hanging around people who are productive. Yeah. Mm. yeah Thank definitely. you so much. And, um, you know, um, we can continue more and or in the future. Um, it's just good to know what that we we are normal. We are just like others. We have ups and downs. We have our own struggle. But we made a commitment to do a podcast. We made a commitment to to connect right James absolutely yeah I do apologize for not being that humorous tonight I, I'm I'm normally quite thing but however I've, I've been told that several times that when I'm a guest um, I'm completely different I'm more reserved and calm but maybe that well it is it's a respect towards yourself and your listener because I don't know what your listeners are going to find acceptable or not so I have to censor myself a great deal um, but yeah I, I'm also as I say I, I, I have had probably the hardest two weeks of my ex of, over the last six months in the last two weeks. So I didn't know at the beginning, whether, you know, a few days ago, whether I should come on or not, because I'm probably not the best guest or best of company, so to speak. So, so thank you anyway. And I, I'm glad I did. I did accept. And um, th thank you also for you know, being vulnerable <laughs> because it's also, and it's not, I always wonder about the people who, you know, who are comedians by professions, because mm. it's impossible that there is no downtime, there's no sadness. <laughs> but then they have to play play it like that, right? So, and yeah. most of them get into the habit. The same thing as when we have, when we go to this adult medical day center where before the COVID happened and where were dementia clients and other people, you know, we take care of. But there are people who are in charge of that activity. So they have to come always with a high spirit, 
but we know that they have also their down spirit, but because it is their work, so they try to uplift themselves. And yeah. if we, and they can't, and that's again the beautiful thing when you're around other people who understand you, who are holistic thinkers. And we did have a great staff in where I worked as a director of nurse there because we we really pull ourselves up in certain ways. So it's okay, James. It's all right. <laughs> I, I asked about also how old you were because I, I, I remember that Eddie Murphy, he was still young when he started to have jokes. And then my, my little grandson, who's six years old, who just turned six. It's uh. funny because he, uh, my, my coworker introduced him a joke and many other jokes and he didn't forget you know that it's a joke he remembered one joke but even if he says it wrong but he'll say i have a joke then he'll start with so why did why did the chicken cross the road then so no we don't know they said because the chicken is going to a movie so they said so we told him i said no that's for the cow why did the cow cross the road the cow yeah. is going to a movie. But we just it's just funny because he stands there with his own confidence. He does he's he's not scared whether he's wrong, whether we tell him no, it's not that one, or you know, uh, he just stands there. So we wanna I wanna encourage that. So yeah, I absolutely. think for young children, be a joker, as long as you're not using any curse words right now you know you're too young well, to eddie be. murphy used to do a lot of cursing before he became a hollywood actor <laughs> his stand-up comedies were quite blue <laughs> oh yeah when they're grown but then they're young no no don't yeah, yeah. yet so he said you know you, you have to be you just said just bring that out because i know in the future the whole generation of the young people right now will be too different from us and i hope that humor will stay on him yeah okay. yeah so, it, so um, it is a concern for me because I, I think like I see a lot of the humor. There's a gap. There's a gap in maybe mainstream media and in people in general that humor isn't a present thing in teenage people of our time at the moment. That, yeah. that they laugh about things, but they don't seem to be. Do you know what I mean? I, I, there's um, yeah. And so like you were not you were not around yesterday when we had a meeting with Harmon. And only like four or five, five of us. I wasn't, oh, okay. I wasn't there actually, but Mary, Mary texted me, said, hey, where, you go? where are you? I said, well, I'm doing work. I said, okay, maybe I could have a little break from computer work. So I yeah. joined in. See, I made them laugh so hard. Oh, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> because I think it is safe to share this story here. <laughs> and then we have to let we have to let Hermit listen to this episode because then he was saying that we were talking about Estonia and the language, you know. So he speaks German, and a phone call came in. So we're just we hear the German conversation. So we we told him that he was telling a story that he was going out before with with a girl who is from Australia and lives in Germany and never learned to speak German. So then oh. he said because the Germans like to practice English. So that makes sense, right? So okay. then, so I said, I don't believe that lady doesn't know any German words. She said, no, he doesn't. I said, how about love? And then he, she, she couldn't answer. How about I love you, Harmut? And she just he started, he started yeah, yeah. blushing, I think. <laughs> he started blushing, I think. That, so don't tell me you don't know. He, she doesn't know those words. But, but because of that, 
you just we just started laughing okay yeah. and at uh, the end when we said goodbye and then you said okay how much i said let me ask you one more question how do you say love in german <laughs> Lieber, I, isn't it? yeah that's right so he said yeah. lieber but because we had that conversation earlier about on you know about Harmut. I even said, Harmut, I bet that your, I bet that girlfriend of yours knows how to say, oh, you're so handsome, Harmut. And <laughs> we just started laughing, you see? But that's me. I could, I can't be too serious in meetings, you know? <laughs> no, I, I didn't, I didn't go well in the corporate world in meetings. I was never serious. It's just, well, sometimes I'd be too serious as in I'd be angry because it's just such a nutty world to live in. But right. then you can't take corporate the whole thing is just so stupid. I find great humor in it as well. Correct. You see, this is your time to put that intellectual property on humor. <laughs> so I'm not joking. You want to earn some money. Can you please start collecting, write down all the things that are negatively looking bad and put that into humor. You know okay. your kind of humor? And please trust me because I think... I, I always say that let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Mm. I always say that. I think if I can see your humor, it's like in a comic section. Yes. Comics. A, a French, a, 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 a very learned French friend of mine, uh, on our second time we ever met, he said, I like you, James, but your humor is like sliding down a banister that is a razor blade. <laughs> see <laughs> thanks <laughs> and, and you you'll be the kind of comedian who will attract intelligent highly intelligent people with great experience because as i know one of the comedians in america said he didn't like performing to some age range i mean i don't want to be an age range or some situation because these kids don't have any experience and don't yeah. uh, and then so if they don't have any experience they cannot even relate to his humor mm. so so you do that because it's going to be perfect that will be a great intellectual property in the future okay Trust. okay Trust. i've got to make it now haven't we really uh-huh. yeah. slowly we have to digitalize all that brain <laughs> and wit and humor okay brian's been getting inside you hasn't he brian's sort of pecking away yeah <laughs> and and every penny is is worth every penny penny you sacrifice for it so i'm gonna suck i'm gonna suction everything as well oh okay well, and yeah. that's my that's my belief i said i didn't i didn't do this to waste that money because i yeah. know i'm gaining a lot and it's really up to me now to keep practicing it no shame <laughs> no shame no gain who Indeed. cares <laughs> some mistakes thank goodness today i didn't make any technical mistake everything's still charged you are okay. recording this aren't you yes it's still recording, <laughs> recording including this yeah, and okay. after this i'm hoping to really stop it because the other day I didn't stop it because I thought I did. <laughs> he continued to record even oh, when no. I left, even when I went. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, only that, and we that's how we make it look fun. And then we face the world, and you know, someday we'll have a conversation of a different conversation, perhaps in a better yes. situation. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, so thank you so much. And 
I usually I end up with an Afro, um, quantum affirmation that okay. I'm going to share to you and to your audience. So that's another thing that I'll do is that I I shuffle this affirmation and I pick one and I said to myself, what can I share with uh, with, with whoever? So like today I said, what can I share with James and mm. the listeners and the viewers? So this is what I got, and I want people to read this three times in the morning, at noon, and in the evening. And feel it, feel it. That's words are positive. Sometimes, James, believe it or not, sometimes when I have to make a statement or when I'm making a copy of what I'm going to, because I'm going to have a webinar, by the way, soon. And I hope, James, you can be there. So next week. And it's a okay. free webinar. And so I, I will, in, my, in making some words, I will test, energy test its word. If, it's, if it doesn't break me, that's the words I will use. So okay. this quantum affirmation says, daily opportunities, abundant opportunities come to me every day. It is up to me to recognize and accept them. The universe sends me many messengers and I listen to their messages. I choose to receive many blessings with thanksgiving. Abundant opportunities come to me every day. It is up to me to recognize and accept them. The universe sends me many messengers and I listen to their messages. I choose to receive many blessings with thanksgiving. Abundant opportunities come to me every day. It is up to me to recognize and accept them. The universe sends me many messengers and I listen to their messages. I choose to receive many blessings with thanksgiving. And so before we end and say goodbye, please tell them where they can connect with you, your podcast and other things. Okay. Can I just ask before I do that? uh, Mm -hmm. You were saying I, Mm -hmm. if you recorded that and played it to yourself, let's say you just left it on a loop all day. Would you say I or you? If you're saying it to yourself. So I will say, I will still say I. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but there used to be like in the in the nineties, there used to be people who record tapes, affirmation tapes. Uh-huh. There's always been that dilemma. If you're recording a, a a recording for you to hear, is it saying you or do you still say I? Lately, as as from what I've seen that works for me, yeah, and from people who are medium. And they're, you know, they have their extra connection. And they always teach the I to say I, okay. I. All right, then. Right? The I, I will be. So just do that. But, hey, this is what I say. When you want to experiment something, just experiment. You could <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you, you will be the best teacher. And, okay, this is what I learned from the very beginning from An Inganga, the African shaman. Okay. As far as my experience is concerned, and I share it to others, that's my experience, that's my wisdom, and no one can take it away. So when you have experimented on the you or the I, whichever works for you, that's yours. Okay. Okay? That's yours. That's your, no one, no one can say, that's why sometimes when people say about the Philippines and they didn't grow up there or they just read about it, it, don't tell me that. I know I grew up there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because some people will do that. Like, excuse excuse 
me. <laughs> so that's, and I will send you a copy of these daily opportunities. You okay. see, when I got this, I don't even know sometimes where our conversation will go. But uh. every, every affirmation that I get, that's how the conversation went. Why is every affirmation in threes? Again, it's, it's, I guess the more the better. Again, it's like part of the numerology, the wisdom of numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough then. Okay. okay. So thank so, you yes. so much. So yeah, You're... people can find me at, um, where can they find me? I've forgotten now. Um, I'm at anchor FM forward slash James Finney or Father Finney. One or the other, uh, fatherfinney.com. And Facebook congregation, uh, Father Finney's congregation, which is my Facebook page. Um, that's where people hang around. But don't bother joining and liking if you're not going to get involved in the posts every week, because there's no point having people who are just tagging on to like your page, but aren't actually on the page, because Facebook pushes you down the queue if that's the case. So you've got to have active people. So and that was Apple it. Really. That's podcast. What... Apple Podcasts too, right? Oh, it's yeah. Apple... Google Podcast and Spotify, uh, et cetera. Yeah. Yes. In the Apple Podcast, that's where you can rate. You can rate um, our, our podcast, uh, Father Finney, uh, yep. The Best Mind. Um, the Best a Man Can Get. The Best That Mind Can Get. Father Finney, The Best That Mind Can Get. And my podcast, The Quantum Nurse, Out of the Rabbit Hole, From Stress to Bliss. So it's, it's in Apple Podcasts where you can rate, make a comment, review. And so if we don't see your comment and you did, we thank you. But it's a little flaw on the Apple design that sometimes the comment com- comments are not seen. I just realized oh. that now. Yeah, so yeah. people, yeah. So it's okay. We forgive Apple Podcasts. Uh, Hmm. technology but do send that and just let us know because we appreciate all the support and you can check my um, new website quantum nurse that life in that quantum nurse that life the first landing page it has an opt-in for three free video series that's already so practical and james i'm gonna send that to you james because you might like it because it's just short things burst of energy exercise that you can <laughs> all, all my all my tips are short okay okay cool that right, yeah, one. Good. and so quantum nurse that life thank you and then this week coming up but anyway this may be passed after you <laughs> if whoever listens to this it may be over but it's okay just keep us connected october yeah. 15 i have a free webinar for more health conversations thank you so much mabalos That's thank you in my language.